get it. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. I could not be fatter or more disappointed with the way our country looks at this very moment. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Oh boy, where do you even start? Live from Studio C. Senior. It's a dimly lit room, you know where? <laughs> Deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The peaceful transfer of power. That's a pretty good general manager. It is... Perhaps the brightest shining light we show to the world. Year after year after year in the United States, they see the behemoth behaving peacefully, calmly, in an orderly fashion. They think, you know, we might be able to make that work here someday. As opposed to it being a fanciful dream. Right, exactly. Or or something unimaginable. Uh-huh. If you kill the most people, if you show the most force, you win. If I had to pick a human to be general manager, I think I'd go with Mitch McConnell. I thought both his speeches yesterday were fantastic. I did, too. Both of them. Who knew he had it in him? The one before you even had any idea this sort of thing was going to happen, and then certainly the one afterwards uh, where he was fairly emotional. But he said all the right things, and he's absolutely right, and he said... Last night, he said it was the most important vote he'd ever cast in his entire career was to shut down this freaking nonsense that the election was stolen. It's freaking nonsense. And the politicians who have been playing with this like it's a game and acting like it's real are crazy people. Well, they're dang, they're not crazy, actually. Oh, no, they're, they're not crazy at all. They're yeah. completely cynical calculators who are risking lives and everything we care about. Ted Cruz may be leading the pack. I think Trump actually believes it. So I don't know. You know, that's a completely different conversation, which I'm ready to get into. Yeah. But I think Trump actually believes it. Ted Cruz knows this stuff. Oh, 100%. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yes. Yes. Before we go too far down this road, I want to make it absolutely clear, uh, having gone through 150 emails. Um, Only 150. I'm sure there were plenty. There were gazillion texts oh, yeah. absolutely. and tweets. Let's, let's make this absolutely clear. If you paid any attention in chemistry class or you read the newspaper, you understand that it takes multiple compounds, multiple chemicals to cause an explosion. And it is absolutely undeniable, as we have been saying for years, if the left, political left, and the media excuse political violence... Over and over and over again, and you have the right, crazy people, whomever, are going to get the message, political violence is okay. And guess what happened? And now y'all are acting all aghast and shocked and judgmental. You're up there on your high horse. It's unfreaking believable Yeah. You've um, reaped what you sowed. Um, Mark Stein was great on that, on, on Tucker Carlson last night. We'll have to play that later. He, he was fantastic on that. And, uh, that, that's what I was tweeting yesterday because that was the first thing I thought of. It, it's our first conversation about this that I remember. I think it was 2015. I had taken my kids to a Trump rally that was peaceful. The next night in San Jose, California, Trump supporters were attacked on the sidewalk 
and nobody cared. Nope. Nobody cared that people were beaten in the streets just for going to watch a politician speak. No, they made excuses <laughs> for it. And that was the beginning of the Overton window thing, where what is acceptable changes. And it just grew and grew and grew and grew and grew. And 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 the sort of people that will engage in this behavior decide, saw uh, and rightfully concluded, I suppose, based on what they were saying, that, okay, this is the way we do things now. You just smash up whatever the hell you want, whoever the hell you want, and you can get away with it to get the attention you want. And beating up cops and 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 trying to burn down federal buildings is old hat in or- in, uh, in Portland. It's old hat in Seattle. Are you kidding? Please, it happens on a nightly basis. So spare me your fake shock. I'm trying hard to not end up being in arguments with lunatic Twitter responses. Oh, no, I didn't even look at them. I <laughs> don't care. That's a good idea. But there, there, there is so much. of. But this is much worse. Yes, it is much worse. That's the way it worked. It escalates. One side does this, the other side does that, or you do this and this and this, and it keeps growing, and then the other side responds with this. That's the problem. That's why you got to snuff it out in the beginning. That's why you have to have a blanket statement like we did way back then. You can't have political violence. I remember saying into this very microphone, oh, yeah. if it were Trump people beating down Bernie supporters, I would be every bit as mad. You can't have that. And you see an enormous reckoning on the right right now, today. You can hear it on talk radio, in the news, in the newspapers. Every, conservatives all over the country are calling out their own side and condemning this full-throatedly, which was something we never got from the left. We, so, we, I, yes, all political violence is wrong. We've been saying that for years. I hope we can come to the, a place where we accept that. I don't think we're going to. Um, but I wish we could come to a place where you just said you can't, you can't do this sort of thing. You don't get to smash up businesses when you're pro- when you're protesting, and uh, loot places, shoot people, you whatever. Don't, you don't go and get to go into restaurants and scream at people and all Thank that sort you. of stuff. Right? Nobody How about showing that? up at, at people's homes and screaming obscenities and terroristic threats? Arrest them, prosecute them, uh, so- and, and then jail them. Don't give me any crap about prison reform. Put them in a freaking cage for a while. And uh, so there are several conversations, actually, that can all fit into this. Again, I'm, I'm trying. i, I got to stop reading comments. Sean suggested the other day, don't read the comments. Why would you ever read the comments? And he's absolutely right. Because I end up in my mind arguing against the people that might just be trolling. I know. They I might not even too. be sincerely yep. responding. Right. Well, um, and... If you got some crazy person or some bitter, angry person who's completely lost perspective, you're not going to change their mind, and you'll just stretch yourself out. But can we talk about several things that are somewhat separate, somewhat related? Of course we can. Like the fact that no matter what side does it, you don't get to smash up stuff, go into buildings, take stuff. You don't get to try to burn down the federal building in, in Portland. You don't get to do that. You don't get to run police out of their own precinct in Minneapolis. You don't get to do that. Right. And you don't get to go into the Capitol building, obviously. Nobody gets to do that. And everybody needs to call that out with the same level of, you know, uh, fury. At the, uh, but uh, another topic related and unrelated is the politicians at the highest levels cannot fan the flames of this. You just can't. Right. Right. Trump bears heavy responsibility for what happened yesterday. Not exclusive responsibility, uh, but uh, some measure of responsibility. Also, we're going to talk to Congressman Tom McClintock in just a little bit, 
And he is hot to trot for the other closely related issue. And that is how COVID was used as an excuse. And I have chosen my words carefully. I believe this. COVID was used as an excuse to loosen voting standards to the loosest state they've ever been in, in any voting system I've ever even heard of, to the point that people have lost faith in our electoral system. And if people lose faith, I mean, like, lose it for good in our electoral system, what you saw yesterday will be nothing. Man, that'll be the kiddie football game before the real game. If we lose faith in our electoral politics, we need to tighten up voting. People have been making the comparison with Florida 2000. Florida realized, well, our systems are just not good. We have to have a serious reckoning. We have to review everything we do and the way we do it so our voting systems are secure and reliable. Fifty states need to do that. Or yesterday again, that'll be the pregame show. I hope not. Uh, Well, it can be prevented. Trump's behavior, in my opinion, me, Jack Armstrong, speaking only for myself, Joe can argue with me or agree. Trump's behavior yesterday was absolutely inexcusable. Absolutely inexcusable. Him tweeting while this was underway, when we didn't know if all those people had guns or bombs or anything else in the Capitol. Well, there were bombs. With number two and three in line for the presidency in the building. Trump tweeting Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what he should have done to protect our country and our Constitution. We won in a landslide. Him tweeting that is completely inexcusable. It's unhinged. It's it's either stupid or, like, unhinged. Listen to me. This is according to every single constitutional scholar in America. Some of them so far right of me, I don't even know where to find them. Tr- Pence couldn't do anything. There was no role for Pence. There was no opportunity for Pence. And uh, Trump has been lying to you, and or whatever trolls are in his ear lying to you. There was nothing Pence could do but what he did. But even as it was going on, when we didn't know if we're going to end up with 200 dead or what was going to happen, he was telling the crowd Pence could have stopped this and didn't. Right. I'm I'm amazed that Pence hasn't resigned already. You put my life... You, you're t- basically telling people to go into the Capitol and kill me because I'm a traitor to this country. Right. And they're already in the Capitol. Yeah. And you didn't try to stop them. You tried to fan the flames of that. It's just... Where do you start with that? Now, it's, it's over. For many, many people, it being Donald J. Trump is over. He is so horribly soiled his own legacy. I've never seen anything oh, like it in my life. He'll never be the nominee. He'll never be the president. Oh, no. That's not no, even a conversation no. anymore. Nope. Nope. It's impossible. Uh, one lighter note, if I might. Do we still do that? I was listening to uh, Fox and Fiends on the way in, and uh, little Ainsley, what's her name? Uh, who seems like a nice enough gal. Fine Christian lady. But they get done talking about this, and she says, I just hope that President Trump and Mike Pence can stay friends because they've done so much good together. Oh, boy. And, uh, and, and who's the, uh, what's his name, who, uh, uh, Brian Kilmeade says, uh, what? They're not going to be friends? Oh, really? Are you kidding? <laughs> well, I just, because they just, they've, they've been friends and they were such a good team together. He's like, are you out of your mind, lady? <laughs> wow. If Pence doesn't hate Trump, he is truly a Christian. This, today, uh, I don't think he hates him. I think he's forgiven him. I think he recognizes what he's dealing with. Oh, boy. Um, 
Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We're running late, but man, it's it's a heck of a day. It was a heck of a day yesterday. I mean, it was an all timer yesterday. Why don't we introduce everybody on the squad after yeah. a break? I like the sound of that. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Our text line is it, changing it, the rules like the voting thing. Oh, Using COVID as an excuse. Oh, no, oh, you're a fascist <laughs> or a racist. Oh, that's right. They're trying to turn this racial too. Of course, I haven't heard that. Oh, oh and, yeah. and the other the other angle is how did this even? How is this even possible? People that used to run the Capitol Police are saying. How the hell did this happen? Interesting. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. We got a lot more on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We'll boss. Protesters are in the building. Thank you. <laughs> that was them being alerted on the floor of the Senate that protesters are in the building, which had to get some people's attention because who knew that was possible? Right. And then the sound of people banging on the door there. Um, we got so much to talk about. What a what an, am, an amazing and awful moment it was yesterday. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, good. I'm like you, Jack. The, the thing, um, I was watching this thing, and I kept thinking, where's security? Because I had always, maybe I'm being naive. I always thought that if you were even close to that area, you would be, you would have a gun drawn on you. And, you know, that, I just remember when you went to Washington, D.C., Jack, you went to a restricted area. Yeah. Was, you're right. I was actually accidentally on the wrong side of the barrier by the Capitol. Of course, this was closer to 9-11, but man, I think I got more pushback than uh, than they did yesterday as they stormed the Capitol and took it over. Yeah. And yeah. and we're, the Washington Post has a great article today about where was the security, quoting all kinds of people that have run Washington, D.C. forever, saying, we never knew this was possible. How the hell did this happen? People are going to get fired. Lots of people are going to get fired, the various officials kept saying. It was a, a real, real uh, mistake on some level. And the well, we didn't think this. The, we didn't think this would happen. What? All that media was there because they thought it might happen. I can't say this better than Dom. He just wrote us an email. What happened at the Capitol yesterday is not complicated if you hold the people in charge of security accountable. The Capitol Police, supposedly twenty three hundred strong, where were the hell? Where the hell were the other twenty two hundred and fifty? Then I heard the National Guard had to have some paperwork redone, so their mission could change. That's true. Uh, here's government at its best. A mob of thousands start marching at the Capitol, to the Capitol, and some bureaucrat needs to check boxes before a competent security force can aid the Capitol Police. There were thousands of security people available uh, that just needed to hold one door. Yeah, man, if I'm in, in the well of the U.S. freaking Senate, I would have thought that you could in less than several hours get help to us. Several hours. Right. Right. It's just amazing. Anyway, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing okay. One of the most uh, surreal days, certainly, of my lifetime. Uh, and I'll just take this opportunity to, to mention, I believe from the Never Let a Crisis Go to Waste department, uh, there will be serious pushing for D.C. to get statehood. One of the reasons why they were not able to get the National Guard is because, unlike every other state, they don't control their own National Guard. Their National Guard is controlled by the federal government, making more layers, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, law I, enforcement, there is a patchwork of, of local, federal, and park, like park police. Yeah. 
responsibility. But as I said, according to the Washington Post anyway, former people who've run those agencies said this should never happen. Sure. Just impossible. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is uh, how did it already get to be Thursday, January 7th, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Now, the news media behaving terribly as they usually are, uh, making a big deal of the fact that four people died. Uh, three were health problems around the Capitol. Is this a new thing where we include that in deaths? Well, it's uh, I don't remember clear. with that with any of the giant protests across the country that the locked down cities for, in some cases, months. Right. Right. No, but that's to make it extra exciting and make it sound like the right wing is extra dangerous. But it wasn't clear to me, and nobody's even attempted to make clear, whether it was like three heart attacks and was one of the heart attacks fighting cops and the other two heart attacks were just 80-year-olds with COVID or whatever. They're not saying. But the one woman who was shot by Capitol Police is a tragedy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, She was a nonviolent Trump fan who thought it might be fun to go along when she saw people going into the Capitol. Just like a friend of our family who was sending us videos while this was going on, which right. I need to talk about coming up. And uh, Chuck Schumer was being whisked out of the building, and some guy went crazy and started breaking glass and stuff. And so the Capitol Police squeezed off a shot, happened to hit this woman in the neck, and she died. Just tragic. Yeah, well, you get that kind of mayhem, and that sort of thing is going to happen. Yeah, yeah, you got to stay back from that stuff, but... And then politicians fanning the flames of that rather than trying to quiet it down. So much to talk about. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Let me be very clear about what's happened here is that the mob has overtaken the process of trying to certify the Electoral College. Security here at the United States Capitol has failed. Demonstrators were inside the building. Security here has utterly failed. Congressman Tom McClintock joins us. Uh, Mr. McClintock represents the 4th District of California in the northern part of the state and joins us uh, now. Uh, Tom, uh, first of all, your overall impressions of the insanity at the Capitol yesterday. Well, I think you described it very well. Insanity at the Capitol. I mean, it, it 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 was an attack that strikes at the at the most sacred act of of our country, and and that's the peaceful transfer of power. You know, ever since we were all in grade school, you know, our, our civics teachers hammered into us that you know one of the greatest things about our country that sets us apart from so many others is that every year for two hundred more than two hundred years. Uh, every election uh, over 200 years, we t- peacefully transfer power. Um, so it, it was an outrage and I think a threat to the most fundamental principles that we have as a free people. And, and it was terrorism. I mean, violence in pursuit of political goals is a very definition of terrorism. So the, the, the people who stormed the Capitol are terrorists and ought to be condemned that way. Well, and ought to be arrested and prosecuted. And like prosecuted, absolutely. Uh, right. It, George Washington set the precedent of the peaceful transfer of power. Ronald Reagan called it a miracle, and it is. It's one of our most precious gifts. Uh, what do you think were some of the factors that went into what happened yesterday? Well, obviously, the uh, uh, president's remarks in the uh, rally at the White House uh, right before it uh, uh, certainly you know, stirred it up. Uh, I think we do have to recognize that there's a great deal of sentiment across the country that the uh, election system is breaking down. I think a lot of that 
uh, stems from the, uh, the the fact that we've abandoned in-person uh, election day voting in favor of mail-in ballots, which uh, strips the system of virtually all of its safeguards uh, against voter fraud. And if it's not actually producing voter fraud, it is very clearly producing the suspicion of voter fraud. Uh, you know, we've got to go back to to the system we had, where where we all you know waited until. The debate was over. All the candidates had had their say. Then on a single day, election day, we all went to our local polling place, which was in our own neighborhoods. It was usually you know, at, the, at the local elementary school or uh, in a neighbor's garage. We'd all look our neighbors on the precinct board in the eye as they handed us our ballot. We'd take that ballot into a curtained voting booth. We would cast that ballot without anybody able to threaten or cajole or plead. We'd cast it according to our own conscience. We would give it back to the uh, precinct um, uh, a poll worker who would then immediately, in our presence, place it in a locked uh, box. Uh, by 8 p.m., we knew exactly how many votes had been cast, and usually by uh, 10 o'clock, midnight in a close race, uh, uh, we knew what the, uh, what the result was. We've stripped the system of all of that, and now we're simply mailing out ballots uh, uh, to, to every name on the voter roll, whether they're deceased or long ago moved, um, uh, with no chain of custody from the time they, uh, they're mailed until the time they're counted. I don't think it's an overstatement to say if we enact what you're talking about, if we head back in that direction, it will substantially cure most of these problems. And if we do not, it will exacerbate them to the point that this sort of violence is common. But um, at the risk of belaboring the point, because we've been making it for years and years, the left and America's media sent the message over and over and over again that political violence is okay if your cause is righteous in our eyes. And we've been saying forever, folks, you keep sending that message. The angry right is going to respond in kind, and they're pretty well armed. Uh, Do you agree that that has played a a, a role in where we got yesterday? Of course, this has been spinning out of control for many years now. We we uh, you know started to encounter that uh, four years ago when 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 the town halls, which were always a routine you know uh, civil sharing of views, suddenly turned into these near riots where people were shouting each other down. Uh, You know, it got to the point we had to stop holding them. And I think that, that the situation has simply continued to progress and escalate on both sides uh, till, till uh, you know, we see the culmination of that in the attack on the Capitol yesterday. And, and I hope that this is going to be a, an opportunity for the country to take a step back, take a deep breath, and realize we can't continue down this path. All right, finally, were you in the Capitol yesterday? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in the chamber when all this came down. And, and how crazy was it? Well, it it, it 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 escalated. I mean, the the, the first thing you knew that was, something was wrong was when the security teams came in and whisked the uh, the leadership that was then on the floor uh, out the door, uh, locked the doors, told the rest of us to hunker down, get out gas masks. Uh, uh, I started to see flat. We, we the chamber doors have frosted glass on them. You started seeing flashes uh, through the um, uh, glass. You knew something huge was going on then. Ultimately, they evacuated us uh, uh, down a uh, corridor and, and uh, uh, out into the tunnels. That's when I heard the uh, uh, through uh, uh, as, as we were being safely evacuated out, the Capitol Police were heading to the danger, and you could hear on their radios uh, this announcement: "Shots fired on the House floor." And I, I thought I could, I must have heard that wrong. That couldn't possibly be, and, and indeed it was. And, and then I, what really brought it home was when I got to the uh, end of the tunnel, began the office complex. 
uh, there's a wounded officer uh, being uh, being evacuated out. Congressman Tom McClintock on the line. Uh, back to politics uh, for a moment or two. I think it's worth recognizing that immediately after the chaos was uh, brought under control, democracy got back to work, and I salute you all for that. Yeah, and 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 that's that's really the 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 the, the story of all of this is. Uh, our, you know, our republic continues. The Constitution holds. Uh, I, I, you know, Vice President Pence did exactly the right thing. He recognized that the role of Congress is to count the votes that are sent us by the state. We can't pick and choose which votes we're going to count and which ones we're not. If we do that, the Electoral College means nothing. The elections mean nothing. And, uh, and, and Congress simply elects the president every four years. Which brings us to the president. There is uh, quite a bit of talk, of course, on the left, but some on the right about either the 25th Amendment or another quickie impeachment or something like that. Is that just uh, idle talk? Well, I think the uh, I'm so angry about the president's conduct, particularly over the last 24 hours. I, I want to go too deep into commenting on it uh, until I calm down. Oh, but, go ahead. It's uh, talk radio. You can say anything. <laughs> but, well, again, trying to tone things down. But uh, right. Uh, uh, I, I, I think that uh, the next two weeks, I, I think he's largely taken himself out of the picture by disgracing himself in the way he did. I don't think we're going to be uh, paying much attention to what he says over the next few weeks, and then we can, you know, move on with uh, with you know the the work ahead of us. Well, we know your night was very very long and you're short on sleep. We sure appreciate you taking a few minutes, uh, Congressman. It's my pleasure, Joe. Thanks for having me, Congressman Tom McClintock, Fourth District of California. That's really interesting. I don't I don't want to make this all about Trump like a lot of the left is, but I don't want to not make it about Trump either. There are several issues worth discussing, and Trump is one of them. His behavior was disgraceful. But the fact that we've allowed this to grow bit by bit over the years is disgraceful also. I'm looking at this tweet um, from whenever the Kavanaugh hearings were a couple of years ago, and this crowd that was at the Hart Senate office building. Do you remember that? I do. Just in from MSNBC. This is a tweet from that day. Anti-Kavanaugh protesters take over Hart Senate office building. Protesters got inside the Senate building and, remember, cornered senators there in the building, in the uh, elevator. They're trying to get the elevator doors shut as right. protesters were running at them, and they were able to get their foot in the door and scream at U.S. senators, do you believe women? Terrorizing And them. the media was just fine with that. That's just okay. In fact, that's good. Well, they're protesting that's, against th- that monster. That's good because, you know, finally we're shaming these evil Republicans who would put up with a sexist Supreme Court justice. You allowed this to happen. It's the Overton window principle. You, you said this is acceptable. Taking over a government building and threatening politicians to their face is mm-hmm. okay. Right. And, of course, it moves from there, and it gets worse and worse and worse. As we told you, it would. Now, none of it is acceptable. None of it by any side. Can you hold all those thoughts in your head at once? A lot of people can't, and that's fine. I'm not going to worry myself over them. Not in any way excusing Trump. Not in any way excusing uh, violent right-wingers yesterday, uh, vandals, etc. It is becoming increasingly clear... Photos are beginning to emerge that, yes, some of the most prominent players in the violence, some, not all, are lefty, Antifa types. I've seen the posters. Be sure to show up. Dress yourself in pro-Trump gear, American flags, etc. Let's light this place on fire uh, for the event yesterday, the protest yesterday. 
So, the, well, would you do that if you were uh, an anarchist who just wants to tear things down? Yes, That's absolutely. An obvious plan. If Antifa um, missed that opportunity, they're stupid. And they're not stupid. They're crazy, but they're not stupid. Of course, the way to stop that from happening is to not allow any political violence on people or buildings or anything by any side ever. It's and going then, to be interesting. And you don't have to worry about who actually is uh, involved. Right, or why. Right, exactly. Uh, we will be hearing names and seeing pictures soon, and some of them are emerging online, although, uh, you know, web, uh, don't trust everything you see on the Internet, folks. Uh, but, yeah, we will soon be learning who some of these people arrested are, because quite a few were. God, what are some of these people going to be uh, charged with? This Richard Barnett of Arkansas, he's the guy that was sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair with his feet up. Freaking speaker of the house number three in line to the most powerful country in the world, sitting in her chair with his feet up on her desk. Enjoy federal prison, sir. What is he going to be charged with? I mean, full-on terrorist stuff? Or? Mm, that's an interesting question. I, it's, a, it's a tough one for the uh, the legal community to unknot. Criminal trespass, yes, but destruction of federal property, uh, uh, illegal desk sitting, I don't know. <laughs> Theft, he took, he, a, took a letter off the, the. Isn't that a stealing mail? Isn't that like a federal crime? Yeah, it's interfering with the mails. I, I, I don't know. I would have never believed it was possible under any circumstances that a rando could sit in the Speaker of the House's chair. Mm-hmm. Just impossible. I don't care if you're Al Qaeda or a foreign army or or anybody. I would have never believed it was possible. And I've got, I've seen a video from a friend of our family who was, uh, she's, she's, she, she, or he, I'm not going to nail it down that Or closely. maybe gender nonspecific. Gen- or, or changes from day to day. Pan-gendered. They are full, uh, fully into this whole thing, and they were at the rally yesterday, and they followed the crowd, and they walked right in the building with their iPhone out and sent it to us in our own private phones. Said, look at this, I'm walking right in the building. I mean, it was effortless. Wow. Effortless to walk in the building. Oh, well, yeah, once the mob busted in. How is that even happen? I know. It'll never happen again. And one of the many terrible things that's going to come out of this is just locking down, you know, our national buildings, the people's buildings, in a way that they've never been locked down before. Yeah, that's true. Just horrible. Well, the half-wits, the one-third wits of the media, are trying to turn yesterday into one thing. It's not one thing. It's several things. If you just pop into the show and listen for 30 seconds and go away, you will get a, a terrible impression of what we're talking about because this is a fairly complex uh, set of circumstances that led to yesterday, and we need to deal with them like adults, not like the angry, self-righteous children of the American media. So stay tuned. If you yeah, can. maybe the question is, are we going to let the outer fringes on both sides run the country? Are we going to let them dominate the conversation and decide everything for us? Is that what is that what we're going to do? A number of our listeners have sought to join the conversation. Let's feature some emails and texts next. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The best way we can show respect for the voters who are upset is by telling them the truth. That's Mitt Romney on the uh, floor yesterday. Is reminding me of Brett Baer when he said to Senator Josh Hawley, one of the cynical leaders of the whole this was stolen movement, 
when Brett Baer said, don't you have a responsibility to tell your constituents the truth? That Mike Pence doesn't have the power to stop this. Donald Trump isn't going to be president come January 20th like he's... Ted Cruz on the floor yesterday said, I realize your side's winning for now. Come on, Ted. Yep. He was pandering. You're a brilliant lawyer. You know that that's a bunch of crap. Well, and Hawley hemmed and hawed and said nothing when Brett Baer put that question to him. Right. Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. Well, they 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 played with fire. Mm-hmm. They added an accelerant to an already smoldering situation. Smoldering for a lot of reasons we've been talking about. If you're just tuning in, we're not idiots on CNN. We understand that this is a complicated situation, and we're going through it uh, in turn. Folks are emailing in frantically, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Well, I don't know if they're frantic. Uh, they're, they're emailing uh, uh, prolifically, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Robin New Hampshire writes, don't blame me, I voted for Kanye. That's not helpful. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Stuart says, we lost Georgia. Quick, log on to Etsy before all the handbaskets are gone. We're going to hell in them. Oh, that's right. We haven't even hit that story. Yeah, really? that, that came through. Both races went to the D's. And how about that? So the 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 the, the blonde woman who was running on a I'm Kelly gonna, Leffler mm-hmm. uh, who was running on uh you know the people who run the state of Georgia are corrupt and stole the election from Trump. The Republicans yeah. who run the state are corrupt. And I'm going to vote for overturning the election. She didn't yesterday. So you realize, ma'am, that if you had gone with the sane version of that, you might be a senator again. I mean, she only needed one more percent of the vote. Right. And it's quite possible there was a percent of Republicans that said, you're going to go along with this? I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I'm just turned off. I'm staying home. You might be a U.S. senator for another six years, elected senator, if you had gone with the vote you went with yesterday. Hey, Mitch. Mitch McConnell delivered some wonderful speeches yesterday, and we're going to play at least one of them for you in the near future. But, uh, Mitch, how about you have, like, Skilled orators and people who truly cherish this country run for the Senate and not big donors. Anyway, Tom in Vegas. All political violence is bad, but how can the left ignore or even applaud violence all over the country for the last eight months? Well, longer than that. And then wonder why it happened in Washington, D.C. Because it worked for BLM. That's why. Their violence netted them tens of millions of dollars. Dedicated parks and a path to power. If the left had condemned violence, then maybe it wouldn't seem so normal now to be violent. And that view is called whataboutism. In the uh, you know the the the, t- the chattering classes, no, it's not. It's no, just, it's not. It's showing an escalating uh, way of handling politics in this country, and you got to nip it in the bud and call all of it out on every side all the time. Any any uh, sports player, uh, sports fan, or athlete understands the concept of the refs losing control of the game and uh, and cheating and tit for tat violence uh, escalating and escalating. And then finally, they got to get control. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's happening here. Uh, let's see, uh, to their credit, writes Dom, who was talking about how the Capitol Police uh, were badly disorganized and the rest of it. To their credit, NBC had a security professional on who tried to point out the security issues. Lester and Savannah weren't interested. They just wanted to talk about Trump. Uh, I voted for Trump, he writes, but I'm not a sycophant, and today is an example why. The subsequent all-day pant wedding by the anti-Trump media was typical. Chalk this one up as just another whiff on the part of our officials in the media, of course. Dan, 
Similar thoughts. Okay, so it's fine if BLM and Antifa riot, loot, burn cities all around the country. But when the pitchforks and torches are finally turned on lawmakers that turn a blind eye to months of riots, now it's a problem? I'm not condoning what happened yesterday in D.C., but I'm also condemning the rioting that's gone on for most of the year. Don't effing cry me your river now when a mostly peaceful protest came to the nation's capital. It's never acceptable. Right. I'm perfectly comfortable with the fact that we've always said that's never acceptable. You can't run police out of their police station. You can't attack federal buildings in Portland. You can't do what happened yesterday. You can't. It's so obvious if you're a grown-up and not trying to uh, motivate the mob to war- to vote your way, trying to you know corral the stupid into doing what you want them to do. Uh, the Capitol takeover by Trump supporters, writes RG. I have two words for yesterday's siege of the nation's capital. Reichstag fire. That was when the Nazis set fire to the German capital, in essence, and and said it was the communists. They framed the communists so that the Nazis could further take over. So uh, RG claiming it was uh, lefties. I think the lefties went along with it. I think it was both. And that will become more and more clear. And regardless, Trump didn't know that, and he still, rather than trying to stop it, fanned the flames of it. Claimed that he won in a landslide. While the capital is being taken over. Yeah. That is just inexcusable. That is a, that's a good word for it. Yep, he has permanently soiled the actually pretty decent legacy he had built. It's a shame. Armstrong and Getty.